Romance with a Cocktail. I'm Peter. And I'm Ashley. And we're married! Today, for Romance in a Cocktail, we are going to be discussing The Devil in Winter by Lisa Klapis. Is that how you say her name? I believe so. And um, this is Peter's first experience with a rake in a a romance novel. Yes, I'm not even sure I knew the term rake uh, before this. It's not like common knowledge vocabulary? It probably should be, but, you know, I had never heard of it before, I don't think. And uh, this is part of a series. It is. It's a, a, what do you call it? It's a quartet. Quartet. The Wallflower Quartet. The Wallflower Quartet, yeah. So it's a series of romance novels by Kleypas that uh, uh, focuses on four wallflowers apparently they got no attention in victorian society and through cleverness and just general um you know uh ingenuity and and attractiveness deep down maybe not apparent at first they all get the men of their dreams is that pretty accurate? I mean, I haven't read the other of the quartet, I mean, but I would assume. Novels, so yes, we know they all get. They find the love of their lives. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. At the end, there's the epilogue, and there's one more person to get. Who is it? Lillian Daisy is Daisy the last one. Daisy is the last one. She's and, also the youngest. And Daisy though, so that makes sense. and Daisy said, "I don't want." A man like your man and like your man and like your man because they're all like wrong. They're too tall and too unpredictable and too, I forget what she said about the first guy, but too something or another. And right. I'm predicting she'll get all three of those in the fourth <laughs> book. So are you Is like drawn in? You want to read the fourth to find out what happens? I don't know about that. I think um, this is my least favorite so far of all. I wondered, even as I was reading, I was like, Peter might not be as into this one. Yeah. Um, So we can talk about that and why you're not. But this is the third book in the Mm -hmm. quartet. Yeah. And it features Lord St. Vincent Mm -hmm. and Evie. Yeah. Um, Before we get started, let's say cheers. 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 Have a little sip. I have a... Gin drink. Um, turns out cocktails were not a thing, really, in Victorian England. They drank a lot of port and had champagne and wine and beer. And just cocktails weren't a thing. They weren't even No, it looked like they... Well, it kind of came about at that point. That's like really the first but really of the after, cocktails but was after in that. the 1800s. Yeah. But this is kind of early 1800s, yeah. so they were very limited. And people drank... Well, it turns out women drank sherry. I read about that, mm-hmm. um, when they would drink wines that they put liquors into. Yeah. But you didn't want to go that route, so you Well, I, I'm not going to have something disgusting just because it's of the time, so. Oh, so there are limits. This is a little anachronistic, but um, Negroni is pretty simple. It's, I didn't know what Campari is, it's just a bitters, mm-hmm. so, and then grapefruit, soda, and uh, gin, and I think it tastes good. There's... It's a little chemically. I don't know if you. Well, there's like something bitter. That. I will say. No, um, that that's the Campari. I think that's that's okay. But there's something just not quite what I'd like, and I don't know what it is. It I might be the gin. It's the grapefruit. At first, I thought it was the gin because gin is kind of woodsy. 
Maybe it is a Campari. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to try each thing separately to figure it out. Yeah. I Well, I tasted the Campari. I, I recommend not tasting that just by itself. <laughs> <laughs> Things you learn. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, it's interesting. We went from Nora first. Yes. And then we went to... Um, we went to Mortman, mm-hmm. and now we're at Claypus. Yes. I mean, I mean, Claypus and Nora are kind of like big names in oh, the romance are. world. Yes. I mean, Danielle Steele is the biggest. Yeah, name. but she's older, and like Mortman may have been, but it would have been a little bit earlier in time. She's not a big name. Nobody not knows like who she is. She's barely written anything, and it's like it took her years and years to write. They, they well, you romance. assume it took her years and years. No, no, I think I looked it up. Of, oh, okay. I think I looked it up. It was like. She wrote it. But Nora and Lisa are both like big names in the romance world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, You know, I mean, I like Mortman the most because it's the most (laughs) challenging. I I don't know if I like her the most as a romance novelist. Okay. You know, I I suppose your purpose for a, a novel is sometimes different than mine. Mine is to like sort of like apprehend undiscovered truths about human nature and the and the soul and like big questions like present big questions in new ways okay and i don't think people are reading romance novels for that especially after reading claypus hmm say more about that well i mean i think they're reading it because there is a plot that they know is is gonna occur like Mortman nobody could predicted everything that happened in what had it was so much more complicated in the wild rose. right like but I would presume that the Nora that we read the reef and this one um I would presume the the Claypus that we just read those are pretty formulaic like that's like you even said, like this is your first experience with a rake, and right. there's I mean, a way a that this goes. Yes. There are certain things that appear again and again, right. and you know, and you have your favorites, mm-hmm. and then you have ones you don't like, and you don't want to read those books. Mm-hmm. So yes, I mean it's like when your mother said she was surprised that I would read romance novels, mm-hmm. and I, I mean there's a purpose to reading them. They make you feel good. They're mm-hmm. engaging. And, I mean, I wouldn't say they don't say anything about human nature. It may not raise big questions that you haven't thought about before. But they still, I mean, they're about relationships, which that's super important in human nature. Yeah. And certainly to our question of what romance is. Yeah. That's important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. No, I, I mean, the big question is what is romance and why do women... Why are women attracted to these tropes in particular? Like the reformed rake. There must well, be something so in life. What do you think about well, you got, now you've you, read it? So I why mean, you, you, do you do, think? Uh, because women think that they, by their beauty and their cleverness and their, their uh, allure, can reform a man's bad ways. You know, and that's... That's like makes you feel good about yourself. Maybe, but I think it's more that you want to believe that there is a man who will see you or someone that you love who will see you as the most important Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. person in their life and they will reorder their life for you. Mm-hmm. And the rake kind of embodies that in an exaggerated form. Yeah. So the first of this series is who? Who, who are Annabelle. They? Annabelle and Lord somebody. No, he's a commoner. Simon Hunt. Oh. And he was a businessman who made a bunch of money. Oh. Who's the second then? Lord Westcliff. The he's honorable, the honorable one. Right. He makes So he's parents. not a rake. No, no, no. St. Vincent is the rake. So tell me about that. What happens in that one? Like if that it, what's that trope? Cuz that's not a reformer. He's just an honorable guy and you've scored an honorable man as your as Right. Well, your... not all of them have that. That's fine. I yeah. mean, because his match Lillian is like this feisty American who society looks down on because her mother is social climbing Mm -hmm. and wants to marry a peer so they need to find like a poor peer who needs money but has a title because they want to be accepted because they made money and this is still the time when having work to make money is looked down upon you want to be like a landed gentleman a nobleman But ends up that they fall in love, even though she's really not a suitable bride for him, according to society. Yeah. But now you have a different, because Evie's very different from Lillian. She's shy. She's quiet. She has has a stutter. Mm -hmm. She's unsure of herself. So she, she, she was, she was round, ways. round as a porpoise, is what. Okay, but that was was when she was a child. (laughs) (laughs) I love that one. Um. Well, the reason I ask is, what is the difference Um, as a woman reader, as a connoisseur of romance novels as you are, what's the difference between reading about Lord Westcliff? Yes. And uh, Viscount St. Vincent. I mean, so, I mean, is it more romantic to have a man reorder his life than it is to score up an already honorable man well, who it's doesn't interesting have to reorder Now it. that I'm thinking about it, I'm not sure. It'll be interesting as we continue to read. But I think there's some element of reordering life in all romance novels because you're making space for the person. So maybe I think that the rake is like a really extreme example of that. Because they've been like living this life of sin and debauchery, I guess, and um, through their relationship, they're made better. Like they're a better person that they could love someone so much that mm-hmm. they can be better. So now we're back to your change. Whereas Westcliff still had to reorder his life, but he was already like stable and. Mm-hmm very well-regarded, hardworking. Like, in some ways, he was almost too good. Mm-hmm. And That's he was made weaker. Huh? He was made weaker, in a way, more vulnerable, And because he, he wouldn't have been willing to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But through his relationship, he was willing to be vulnerable. Yeah. And in this case, in a way, it's the same. St. Vincent is willing to be now vulnerable because he loves Evie so much. Mm-hmm. But he's also becoming a truer version of himself because even though he was a rake, like you start to see pretty early that he wasn't this bad guy yeah. that he was made out to be in the 
book that came just before. Mm-hmm. And I'd have to go back and read that one to see if there were glimpses that maybe he wasn't all terrible mm-hmm. in the second book. But in this book, from the beginning, you start to see like he's not indifferent. He doesn't, he does care and he like takes care of her from the beginning. Yeah. So, I mean, you didn't buy that. You don't think this rings true? Well, I mean, so there's that old country song, uh, good-hearted woman in love with a good-timing man. I mean, this is that's obviously... like the same, yeah, that's This is obviously the, idea. the same idea, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that's, I think that is an experience of women. I mean, would you say that's your experience with me? Not exactly, no. No, I wasn't like You're an not like an extreme. Um... But I'm probably better than I was, you know. In... Right, and I'm more myself because of you, mm-hmm. which you can't forget that Evie was actually a pretty strong, interesting person who had been kind of beaten down by society. Mm-hmm. Is this your favorite, Kleipas? It's the one that stands out to me the most. Yeah. Um, This isn't the first one you read? No, because I actually read the Wallflower Quartet in order, but they were the first Claypus I read. Oh, okay. Um, I read them a little later than Nora. I can't really remember when I read it for the first time. Did you identify with the Wallflower? I don't know if you want to call it a trope, but the Wallflower identity. A little bit because, you know, you're just kind of, I mean, I don't know that I would call myself a wallflower, but I am very uncomfortable in social situations and I feel like you have to be a certain way. Mm -hmm. And in these books, they all are, all of them, all four are accepted for who they are. They Mm -hmm. don't need to change. They don't need to be different than they are. But throughout the course of the book, they learn that and they begin to see that and they begin to trust themselves more. Mm -hmm. And I think that's true for me. Yeah. That I would tend to say that you have to be a certain way when you're out and about. And mm-hmm. that over time, I've learned that you are who you are. Mm-hmm. And that you need to accept that. Did that attract you to this? Uh, although your friends weren't really wallflowers either. You were, you're not really No, a I'm not really a wallflower. But it's still this idea that you're like not seen for who you are. Mm-hmm. Or you're not comfortable being who you are. Uh. And... Like, clearly Evie is much more interesting and much more fun to be around and much stronger Mm -hmm. than she would have appeared. Was Evie your favorite of the four wallflowers? Yes. Because, I mean, I think it's, like, she's, like, quietly funny and strong Mm -hmm. and she's able to, like, hold her own against him. There's, I mean, really terrible abuse. I mean, they're physically abusive and like starving her, basically. The yeah, her relations or what? Cousins and aunt, I think, or aunt. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's that's part of the reason she's the way. Of course, he's fat. He's got to be like this. I mean, she clearly has something against you know fat uh, people. Like we, that's probably going to be something we see. J.K. Rowling did the same thing, made all, like, 
the bad, the Weasley, or not the Weasleys, but the... Yeah, the Dursleys. Dursleys mm-hmm. made them all fat, too. You know, like, they're just fat and mean. I know. Clearly, there's, like, something that that's okay, and that's the way you show that this is a person you wouldn't love. Are we going to read a romance with? novel with fat people? I mean, I think we'll definitely read um, romance novels with much more body-positive characters. <laughs> we are kind of starting in the beginning... Like with more traditional romance, mm. uh, but we're gonna like break it open because you're gonna see. We're gonna people break don't it open. believe me, we're but like break it open, these huh? new <laughs> these newer romance novels are creative. The characters are real. They're flawed. They're interesting. They're more like real people. They face challenges that aren't like the dramatic orphaned girl who's beaten by her relatives and starved. Well, not orphaned because her father was alive, but... Um, but he put her away because he was at a house of ill repute. So that's an interesting parallel. The rake. Her father was basically a rake. He had an illegitimate child. It's it's implied that most likely the villain of the story was... His son, yeah. Was his illegitimate child, and he was so jealous of Evie that he... Right. And he was going insane from probably syphilis, I guess. Is that what they're calling That's what that I'm weird, assuming. The pox is <laughs> But I think that is what they called it back then, okay. the pox. Um, but he wasn't, because a rake, there's something to suggest that they have a certain sophistication, certain appearance... Mm-hmm. A certain elegance to them. Big penis. Um, I don't know why you think that. Well, that but, was um, in there. That was part of the appearance that he... Did you notice that part? Okay, that was like a one moment between... I'm just saying it was in there. Why, but it wasn't I mean, like you didn't have to. Inc- you didn't have to include it. I mean, if you didn't want to. Well, you. I think it's interesting because this book is a lot racier. You think that's interesting? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be funny. It's... A lot racier, mm-hmm. but it's also, I think, kind of trying to be written from the woman's perspective. Yeah. Because that's something we haven't really talked about. We've only read romance novels by women, and it's like the woman's gaze. But like, you you say, wait, what? The woman's gaze. The woman's gaze. So this sounds like about... a PhD class that you took. No. I mean, I've, there are blogs out there. You might want to read up on the blogs about romance novels. The so women's, these, this sounds like something I would have done as an English major and like written about a gaze. Yes. And most novels are written from the male gaze. Tell me more. <laughs> so so <laughs> what I was, the point I was making is that it's supposed to be like the scenes of pleasure, for example, like supposed to be about pleasure focused on the woman. Mm-hmm. And like the woman's experience. It's true. And it was pretty detailed um, about that. What, what do you mean detailed? Well, the the there were pretty graphic love graphic scenes. You, you would use the word graphic. Explicit to describe it? is that more positive? Is graphic make it sound bad? Did you like the more explicit? Did scenes. you like the explicit scenes? I mean, I don't know, like. Well, you're the one who segued into this subject, so... <laughs> well, were you surprised by that? I mean, no, this is... You know, I've I've always, you know, cracked open your romance novels and read in a very dramatic voice the romantic scenes, you know. So I knew there was stuff in them that yeah. was racy. But it was interesting because reading or them, steamy, knowing, knowing you you're reading them, it made me want to just, like, skip fast through it. 
Why? Are you worried that I... You're going to judge. Judge yes. those scenes? <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know what to think about it because we established, I think, early on that seduction is different from romance. Right. But romance, but seduction could be a subset of the romantic category, or it could be outside of the romantic category. So it's like a Venn diagram. Well, and like, I mean, but he's a good example. Like sometimes they overlap, sometimes they don't. I mean, but this is a good example. I mean, St. Vincent obviously had lots of experience with seduction, but mm-hmm. no but, experience with romance. And, and well, why do you think that is? Do you think it's because his mom abandoned him? Is that what his the mom deal? died? Yeah. I mean, he had. And that his issue. sisters died. Yeah, and so, so that, he lost, his, and that's the implication is, is that like, and she like says it. Uh, uh, it's a little bit too much on the nose. Like, do you have to really say that this is why he's so emotionally like having a hard? T- Remember, he's wanting to send Evie away, and then there's that whole scene where he's like, where Evie's like, I know it's because his mother, you know, wasn't there for him, and he he feels this love, but he can't. He can't acknowledge it, and it's really difficult for him. I mean, it's like we get it. Yeah, we know that that happened. Why, why, why not let the reader make that conclusion rather than say it explicitly? Well, I mean, they're just trying to make it clear in case readers aren't making that jump. <laughs> I will agree. I mean, there's nothing subtle really about. No, there's not. There's not a lot novel. of. And so you know, that's but it's a parallel still romantic. to the. Okay. It's still romantic. Like, what do you think is romantic? Did you see any moments that you're like, oh, this is romantic? Well, in the beginning, there's sort of, um, there's sort of an adversarial, like a playful adversarial mm-hmm. tone in the interactions between um, St. Vincent and Evie, right? Right. Um, he's sort of... I mean, there's a lot of rhetorical um, games that they play. He's always talking about fucking and screwing and like using these words. Right. Okay. And, I mean, that's and she's like, she's like so innocent that she doesn't even know what the word means. There's this whole scene where she's like, I didn't know what the F word meant. You know, now that you say it now, I know what it means. And yes. I heard people say it in my in my well, she's like a, a, in a bubble. She's living. She doesn't know. No one teaches women at this point anything about any of this. You're not allowed to even talk about it until you're mm-hmm. married. And so she doesn't know. But can't you see that? Like, I mean, I think that's how I am in some ways or how I was as a child. Everything was in a bubble for me. And if I didn't want to hear it or see it or understand it, I didn't. She's like that. I'm glad you said that because that's what I think you like about this. Like there's a little willful innocence going on. Yeah, her. she she allows her. She wants. She to... had a hard enough life that she doesn't want more. Like some people who've had sheltered lives are willing to go into troubled areas, like difficult right. themes and ideas, because they don't have a lot of that, and it's sort of entertainment for them. People who have hard lives and difficult circumstances, you know, some some people don't look for it. Right, and so. I think that you were, not that you had like a really difficult life. Right. But I think you are one who does not seek out like really difficult, like you're, you did read a little bit of Holocaust literature, but like you're not, you're not reading a lot of difficult novels. You'd rather 
be entertained then. Well, when I want to be entertained, you're right. Like, I look for something that makes me feel good, that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean I don't read difficult novels. It's the same yeah. thing I told your mother. Like, I read Beloved and appreciate it and get something from it. It's yeah. not the same thing I'm going to read when I want to read a romance novel. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but also just that way that some people, me included, you just kind of put, you don't, you don't think as much about these bad things. You kind of separate yourself. Yeah. And you're like, things are going to be okay. I'm just going to keep moving forward. We're going to work through it. Mm-hmm. She's a little bit like that until she can't. Yeah. And at that point, she still says, I'm going to work through it. But she does it by going yeah. to the villain of the previous novel and getting him to marry her. Mm-hmm. I think about the um, you working in your charter school and the kids like saying things, and you're not, you're just choosing not to hear the troubling things that they would say sometimes. Yeah, and maybe some of that wasn't good because maybe I should have been talking to them about it. But at the same time, you can then see people a little bit through rose colored glasses. So you can see right. the best in them. Mm-hmm. And maybe that even helped her because she could see the best in St. Vincent. Do you think she did in the beginning? Not as much in the, but pretty soon. It's not like it took a long buildup. It wasn't like a huge long buildup till mm-hmm. she started. So he really, his good side. he really wanted to be a reformed rake from the beginning. No, he was a bad guy. He was the villain of the first, second novel. Were you surprised when you got to the third and he was like the love interest of the third? I mean, he had I, kidnapped Lillian. Right. I mean, I want to say again. That's why I said I have to go back because I must have been shocked. Like that's pretty surprising. Yeah. But I want to say if you go back and read the second novel, which I will definitely do, there must have been clues. There must have been little moments that Mm -hmm. showed something different. But he needed someone like Evie, someone that people underestimated, Mm. to let him grow. So you're right. It is like the fantasy of changing a man. Oh, so I am right. (laughs) Maybe you are right. After all that. Is that right? Well, let's talk about the. Let's go back to the idea of seduction versus romance. Okay. So, what makes it romantic versus seduction? I mean, there was a lot of explicit stuff, and I realize it's from the women's gaze, and there was a lot of like woman pleasuring going there on. There was. And not really much of the man. The man is just like swooning in love with her. I exactly. Mean, that's what I that's exactly what I mean. It's about the woman. Yeah. Um what makes it romantic? Like what elements make it romantic and what would make it just purient seduction? Well, you're talking only about the explicit scenes or the book as a whole? Well, yeah, I mean there wouldn't be that much, I mean, there's a lot of talk about like how he's used his prodigious talents at procuring, you know, many women <laughs> to win the heart of Evie, right? And about how, I mean, there there's a description in here, um, you know, no wonder, she thought dizzily, no wonder so many women had succumbed to this man, had thrown away their reputations and their honor for him, had even, if rumor could be believed, threatened to kill themselves when he left them. He was sensuality, 
incarnate. Yeah, I mean, that's a little overblown. I, I mean, it's all overblown, let's be honest. But the other stuff isn't. Like, when he gets her the hot brick, and they're, like, going up to Scotland, and it's freezing, and he, like, takes care of her when they don't even like each other. Mm-hmm. Or, like, when he's, like, I mean, he obviously, like, almost dies saving her. Mm-hmm. Um when he gets angry on her behalf at their, their treatment by the Maybricks, you know, her family, when he... Yeah, there's there's a lot of, like, fighting for her. To, her. Is that romantic? Like, I fighting mean, physically, getting into altercations? The only reason... I'm not saying violence is romantic, but he isn't even recognizes his feelings, but you see him acting on his feelings to protect her, to take care of her, and she hasn't had anyone to take care of her or protect her. Mm-hmm. And it's not like she can't do a lot on her own because she also takes care of him. But sh- that's what she needed. Just like I said, it's about something rom- – what it is romantic is like your partner seeing what you need and doing it even when you don't ask. And he like forces her to eat when she's taking care of her father. Mm-hmm. He ends up staying at the gaming hall with her because she doesn't want to leave. And he obviously is complaining about it and saying it's not good, although he gets, like, obsessed with running it very quickly. But he's doing those things begrudgingly, but it's because you know, because it's a romance novel, that he is already falling in love with her. Yeah. And, I mean, I think it's probably the same in the the bedroom scenes. I mean, he is... Meeting her needs. Yeah. And that's romantic. Mm-hmm. And I mean, would ha- that'd be complicated to figure out if that's required for seduction to be romantic, that you're meeting the other person's needs and not just your own needs. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. But that would be, I mean, you could have, I mean, that's what seduction is. I mean, obviously these women threatening to kill themselves for his erotic services. Well, maybe they thought that they could change him. They thought they were going to be the women. I don't think that was even implied. I think, you know, remember at the end. Well, he did say. At the end, he's bur- she's burning the letters from the women who right. are asking if he, he's tiring of his wife. You know, they're sending. Yeah, yeah. That's- so, like, I don't think they think. They're reforming him. I think they just are using him as a tool. But he did say at one point, like, I've had so many women want to marry me. And why do I have this obstinate little creature or whatever he called her? I don't think he called her a creature. But, you know, basically that idea, like, all these women wanted to marry me over the years. And now I have this woman who won't even Mm -hmm. sleep with me. Yeah. Who I'm married to. Why is it so hard? Yeah, There there was some, in both, I think, the Nora and the Mortman that we read. There were some uh, lines about timing being really important. I mean, his personal desperation came at a time of her personal desperation. Right. And then they found each other and they, um, you know, he had turned them down. He wasn't interested. He would have been a rake for the rest of his life had he not gone had into her. A, a desperate situation, right. probably. Right. He needed money. Mm-hmm. She needed protection. Yeah. That's not, that doesn't seem very romantic to me. It just seems like 
oh, they were both desperate at the no, right time. You mean, and then just by fate. Okay, maybe that's not romantic, you know, but the idea me, that, that you you each have a need and this is the person who can fulfill it is part of it's, maybe not romance, but like, love. I know people who like, you know, the thing in our generation, at least among my friends from the Northeast, you know, has been centered around New York, has been, you know, you try to be with as many women as you can until you get to the age where you might not be able to get married because you want to have somebody take care of you and maybe have children with later on in life. So, like, you know, you get into your 40s, it's going to be hard to, like... Well, that's not very romantic. Well, that's, I mean, that's, I'm not saying it's romantic. I'm just saying that that's, like, that's the point, is it's not romantic. And I feel like maybe, you know, that's what it's going on with him. Like, it's not very romantic to think, oh, well, they're just getting married because, you know, he got tired of living a life of debauchery. But he debauchery. didn't get tired of living a life of debauchery. He needed money. He didn't make the decision, like, oh, I'm going to not sleep with women. That wasn't even an idea until he started to have feelings for Evie. Yeah. Because Evie was special. Or at least for him, Evie was special. Yeah, I think that's what it is. That's, you put your finger on it. I think it's like this idea that you, for nothing you've done, just for who you are. Yes. Have, like cause someone to like reorder his life that's or her life that's it it's that life. like you don't have to do although yeah you're right it is all about the it's, man it's about, changing it's about the women's gaze after all and it's like the that. woman is like this awesome person the special person yeah at least in these that we've read so far here's a line they <laughs> stared at each other Evie's eyes accusing Sebastian's opaque. She understood to expect any decency from him was to invite a re recurring disappointment. His ruined soul could not be repaired by her kindness and understanding. He would never become one of the reformed rakes that were featured in Daisy Bowman's trove of scandalous novels. So, of course, that's like a little bit meta. Right. I love it when that happens. Oh, you love yes, that? Yes, I love that. And uh, that's early on, obviously. She doesn't think he's ever going to reform. And then what happens is she makes this mm, contract, some sort of agreement with him. Yes. Is that romantic? Well, no. I mean, generally. I mean, that's, that's like a smoldering passion for each other. They want each other. She wants him. He wants her. But the agreement is... Well, that he agrees to it. Oh, is, is that romantic. like super romantic? That she has to make it? Not romantic. But that he <laughs> ag agrees to it? Yeah. Is romantic because it's exactly that. He doesn't even know if he can do it, which is kind of crazy to me. But, you know, he's a rake. So he's got, he clearly he's got needs. like has. At needs. one point, he says, You don't understand a man of my sex drive. Right. Like it's he not has more need than most. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But that he's willing to say, I'm going to try. Because that's all you can do. I've been thinking mm -hmm. about that. Like, you can only try to do your best, to do the things you want to do, to do better. Mm -hmm. And he sa he's like, I'm going to try. And he's, like, not happy about it. And mm -hmm. But he wants her. 
Yeah. More than anybody else, any other thing he wants her. And so he's going to try. Yeah. And so that's romantic. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite lines. Oh, okay. Uh, this is St. Vincent saying, Morality is only for the middle classes, sweet. The lower classes can't afford it, and the upper classes have entirely too much leisure time to fill. I yes, I actually read Did that and like thought that? Peter's gonna like that line. Why? Why do you think? Because it's kind of funny. It's kind of like um, stands out. I don't know. I'd be interested in why you like it. What you like about it? Well, it's a very. This is a very class oriented novel, and apparently yeah. the quartet is also. It's like all these different cla- classes mingling, class, yep. uh, crossing, mm-hmm. and. Pairs that are a, lot of a commoner with a mm-hmm. with a aristocrat and an aristocrat with a with a business the heir of a business fortune you know right. all these sort of like crisscrossing things yeah I mean all of her novels are like that and actually over time if you read her later novels mm-hmm. like more recent ones the women become increasingly more like stronger mm-hmm. more um, in control of their lives. They become, they're like doctors and run shipping companies and things like that. They create board games. Like they like have sources of independence. Yeah. Which is a little bit different than when you read these mm-hmm. earlier ones. Do you like that? Do you like the sort of the the coming together of two different classes? Is that is that like, is that kind of romantic? I think so. I mean, because like it's like outside Romeo, of the bounds Romeo of society. Romeo and Juliet, I mean, the I don't, Capulets no, and the Montagues. That is not romantic. Romeo and Juliet, I have stated before, not romantic. But there is, it's always when your love, your willingness to be together, your desire to be together overcome some of these like prejudiced ideas that were like constructed. These are like rules that were constructed by people, clearly. Mm-hmm. And when you can see a different way because you love this person, that's romantic, I think. Um, yeah, I think that's romantic. He was a man who loved kissing nearly as much as he loved the act of intercourse itself. That's a line from the novel. I, I remember that line, too. You I mean, didn't like that? The, I mean, so this is like just so... I did notice how direct it was reading it because now I'm always reading it knowing you're reading it. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking. You know, so, you know. It's men, a lot. Men aren't really good at ro- writing romance novels because women don't get what they want out of it. Well, probably. yeah, you That's can probably imagine now why because you would not, probably never write like this. Well, I, I think, you know, some of this is like really playing on sort of like what women hope men are like, but men aren't <laughs> like that. Like no rake is like thinking I love kissing as much as intercourse. It's just ridiculous. You don't think that can be true? I think it's very unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> but kissing's like the connection with the person. Then it makes no sense because he's never been connected to anybody. That's true. I did think that. I actually had that question of like, but he hasn't really been like, if kissing is kind of a symbol of love in romance, you know, because like Pretty Woman, right. that's the whole thing. Like she won't kiss him. Um, but so did how would like he know? Woman? Well, when I watched it, I did. Now I have many questions and problems <laughs> with it. But 
I mean, you know, you don't ask these questions mm -hmm. until you know that they are questions to ask. Mm -hmm. I mean, so was there any part you did like of it? Was there anything you were like, oh, this is good. I like this is different from the others. I kind of like this well, about I, it. I like that it's sort of softcore porn. And now I can hold oh it my over gosh. your head. <laughs> and, and um, no, I, I like it. I like to think of how this um how you enjoyed it how you enjoyed the novel even the racy parts okay i like thinking about like why that would be the case okay why i so now you're thinking about me yeah that's how i read these i think okay what what is she thinking about this what you know, what in her life is a parallel that she's thinking, oh, this is kind of like me. You know, this is kind of nice. You know, I like this thing, whether it's the racy or the just the more like, because again, in this novel, you would agree seduction subset of the overall oh, romantic It's a picture. big part of it. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, you know, what what is it that you enjoyed about it what did you think was romantic about it okay so what do you think i thought was romantic well i've already brought them all up i oh, mean i brought okay. up the main things that i thought were romantic about it like reforming a guy i you were the one who said it's about the woman's pleasure so of course like in the racy parts that's what you enjoy about it because you're right like i can't think of too many Although, you know, you think about, I think about, like, the romance scenes that stand out. Remember when Halle ba Berry was with uh, Billy Bob Thornton in that movie? Was it Monster's Ball? Yeah. That was a scene that was, that, like, was n unlike most romance scenes. Do you remember that? Yes, I do remember that. But it was that. about the woman's pleasure. I suppose it was. And so, in that sense, it was unlike a lot of what you see in Hollywood, which seems to be just playing towards men because men are very visually stimulated well that's and what women, i was actually gonna women say women don't get much out of you whereas there's feeling scenes. there's so much feeling even yeah. in these scenes yeah i think that's a big part of it i think the fact that they have these arrangements that are behind the scenes that are like he's not supposed to be with her and he's going to show his ardor by like restraining himself right despite the fact that they have this right and that he can barely contain himself and she can barely i mean she's like he, you know lisa's like talking about it you know evie's about to lose consciousness like that's regularly that's her regular <laughs> thing like the, the desire is so great that she's gonna faint <laughs> i mean you know it's a little bit a little bit on the nose you know like not as much as nora Nora is a little bit less, less explicit, like not just in the love scenes, but just like in the general, like letting the reader. Yeah, I would agree. Like, because she, but Nora's a little, Nora things, a rather little than more just saying like, "Oh, he has problems from his mother." It's like it's like, but you know, Nora is a little bit more story with romance. Lisa's like all romance. Like, I mean, there's like story, but it, it's kind of minor. The story right. is like very backseat. Whereas I don't know that Nora, the romance is like more important than the story within which the characters find themselves. But here it's like romance, immediate feelings of attraction, even if you don't like the person. 
explicit sexual explicit, scenes. very explicit detailed scenes, multiple. Nora usually has one or two. That's it. And they're not nearly as detailed. Mm-hmm. They don't go on for like pages and pages. Yeah. Whereas Lisa's like, this is about the, the man and the woman together and their desire. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, I mean, she still has strong characters. In the, I mean, again, I've said that. Like romance novels, you need strong characters that are likable in some way, even if they're super flawed like St. Vincent. You yeah. still feel for him. You like want him to be this better person. Yeah. And he was just waiting for the moment when he could be better. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I mean, what? so then what is your takeaway for this novel, for romance? What have you learned from this one? Well, I think there's something about like the I read these novels thinking about you. There's something yeah. about that act that is reflected in the characters. You said it's woman's gaze, but it's more than that. It's about a woman wanting a man to have a reciprocal emotion to her. Hmm, yeah, that's true. And there's um there's like a a reciprocity that's going on between the two characters that's really important to make it romantic. Yes. Rather than just sexual, like just about. I mean, that's really true. It's like when I want to like, it's like you, it's like the romance novel gives you insight into the man having a reciprocal emotion. Whereas in the act of real life, you don't know what's going on behind these eyes. But it's actually something I say all the time. Like, I'll be like, yeah, we should do something together. And you'll be like, what do you want to do? Or like, no, I don't want to. Or, well, I'll go if you really want to. And and I have, how many times have I said, I don't want to go if you don't want to go? Because it's true. You want it to be like this reciprocal relationship, this desire to do something. But even if it was explicit... It would be less impactful than if it was something that you felt, that I felt. Yes. But that's different. That's like a different thing than what you're getting here. What you're getting here is like an explicit, like you've got a third person narrator saying, this is what St. Vincent felt at that moment. He's feeling this exact thing. Right. And he's like like, overcome by love for this woman. She is so important. She is like, but he can't even name it. He's just. He just, well, they like, can he never can't even it. concentrate, and like he doesn't know what this is, and he's so nervous, and he can't. Well, that do makes his it more stuff. dramatic, more interesting. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it would be. I mean, if he just knew from the beginning and wasn't tortured about it. Yeah. Here, here's a quote. I it's a it's pink highlighter. I do the pink highlighter because those are the ones I have to bring up. Oh, okay. I have a lot of yellow highlighted ones that I skipped. Evie smoothed her palm over his hard chest. Of course. It's In a soothing circle, she understood his desperation, the emotions that were so unfamiliar and powerful that they overwhelmed him. It reminded her of something Annabelle had confided to her, that at the beginning of their marriage, Mr. Hunt had been quite unnerved by the intensity of his feelings for her, and it had taken time for him to adjust to them. Sebastian, Effie ventured, it won't be like this all the time, you know. It will seem more natural and comfortable after a while. So she's yeah. like she's like the sage. She is like the guide, the emotional guide of this man who's going through this like 
transition where he's realizing that he's in love with her, that these feelings aren't just like, I don't know what he thinks they are. I, he just doesn't want to think about it, I think is the thing. Yeah. And, but she is going to guide him. Is that romantic when she when she does stuff like that? Well, I think that's a romantic idea. I don't know if it has to be her because they think there are novels that we would probably read where it's the man who's more comfortable with the mm -hmm. feelings. But I think it's that idea that it does become more comfortable. And then after and that, he goes, I can't ever atone for the things I've done. Christ, I wish I could do it over again. I would try to be a better man for you. I would. And then she cuts him off. You don't have to be anything other than what you are. And, and that's romantic. Right. Because that's the goal. A but relationship where you don't have to be anything but what you are. Right. And it doesn't mean you don't want to be better, but that you are. Right. Enough, right. as you are. But there's also this idea that he wants to be a better person. He exactly. Wants to you want to be better. You want to always try to be better. You want to yeah. be more loving. You want to be better for the person. But ultimately, the other person accepts you for who you are. Don't dare you send me away, you c c coward. Who else would love my freckles? Who else would care that my feet were yes. cold? Who else would ravish me in the billiards room? <laughs> But it's the fun, right? There's got to be fun. It's not all like these like yeah. tortured longings and mm -hmm. tortured feelings of emotion. It's also fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she needs that. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's it. That is that is romantic. Yeah. Because you're not perfect, but you're that person. Mm -hmm. And you're like the right person yeah. for the other. Mm-hmm. So let's recap. So the first, the reef, it became one of the main takeaways was that like family was important. That and setting, like there's more to romance. Like there's like something about like the mm -hmm. environment you're in. Like that's more of Mortman, what I got out of Mortman. But you it's, got it out of both then because you yeah. talked about like how she kind of imbued the South with romance or oh, like yeah. they're on this island and so there's like a setting for romance it's yeah. not enough to just like do i would something. just say the context is yeah I mean. that context and then matters. in this one it's more of there's something about the reciprocity the, the i think that's even more true i think that is, is like but it's it, but it's explicit in romance novels in a way it could never be in real life so maybe that's like one of the but you know some people are all like i love you i love you i love you and they're always telling each other that but we're not really like that yeah, well, you know, we're. I can understand why we wouldn't be. But maybe that's the romance novels. It is so, mm -hmm. like, you know, you can imagine that yeah. different kind of context. And then also, like, you can't forget that in the Wild Rose, it was that even in the midst of suffering, like, you can fall in love and you can meet the right person. Yeah, that was yeah, your that other suffering like a big suffering doesn't preclude. Yeah, romance. I think the, the Wild Rose might have broadened our definition of it, it made you question that's what you got out of it you sort of started to question what is a romance novel because you talked to your friend who said that she thought that they didn't yeah have to end she happily. said they don't have to end happily and, and i mean i'm open to considering and i don't know maybe though that goes beyond a romance and like that question is it different so for whom is the there something is probably no not romantic. and all the pretty horses not romantic and is there something between romance and love and those are different? 
Um, and so you can be a love story without being a romance novel, but we're really reading romance novels. The novels that like people might judge me for reading that are seen as just too simplistic, but that I really like. And that's something I've been thinking about. Like as we're doing this, we are taking these novels. It doesn't mean we'll agree on whether it's a good novel or not, but that we're taking there's something of value in them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that matters. Um, do you have a, uh, an idea for next week, what we're going to be reading? Yeah, I think we're going to go a lot more current. Mm. Yeah. And it's going to be very meta. We're going to read the first book in the bromance book club. What? What's that? It is a set of novels where men actually have a romance novel book club. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> they actually read romance novels. Who's this? This group of men. How do you know about this? I've read the books. It's a book. It's a book. It's, oh, not, it's not real life. No, it's not There's real not life. There's not a group of men out there. I mean, there probably is out there, or maybe oh. you're going to start that after this. Is it written by a man? No, it's written by a woman. Oh. <laughs> okay. So what? So what? I, I can't remember, but it's the first in the bromance book club. Bromance, is that really what it's called? It is really called that. (laughs) You don't want to read that? Well, you I will, but I I already I already am judging it. So I can choose something else. No, no, no. It it has to be that. (laughs) We're gonna read that. I'll be interested to see what you think. Yeah. Because it's a little bit like what we're doing. Only like men together reading. Yeah. Yeah. So it should be interesting. Oh, they're having romances while they're in a book club. Together. Yes. Oh my god. I know. Very. Is meta. it super romantic? Well, you know, I just do love when romance novels feature in romance novels. Well, you did say that. Yeah, you like the meta. So yeah. this is this, this is, is like, like super meta. This the whole is like idea. The whole is idea meta. is meta. Yeah. Exactly. So I hope you're excited. And if you have reciprocity, I mean, if men are reading romance novels, that's like there's nothing more. And it, it's like, it'll be kind of good for you, though, that. because you know how we talked about the rake as a trope? Yeah. These novels kind of include those, identify some of those tropes. So in a way, it'll help you kind of just uh, understand the genre. Understand the so I think it'll be good. Um, it was actually this conversation that made me choose it. It wasn't originally what we were going to do. Okay. So I'm excited about it. The first in the bromance series. <laughs> Very excited. <laughs> All right. Any last thoughts? I just, I love doing this. Oh, I do too, baby.